Hello, welcome to the Limelight Podcast. I am Kepu Lauti. Today's guest is my brother, Nata Lauti. He is currently a professional athlete, professional rugby player with the Utah Warriors. He led the league in tries last year in 2018. Um, While being a full-time business owner with another brother building their construction business, Uh, last year they grossed about over half a million and looking to double that this year. He mentions during the podcast how he's able to balance time and actually just when he's on, they call it switch tasking, where he is 100% focused on the task at hand. And so when he's playing rugby, he's playing rugby. When he's with his family, with his wife, he's there 100%. And when he's working on the business, he's there 100%. And he mentions about going through ESL, English second language classes growing up. And eventually he went to the University of Utah, got his bachelor's degree in business management and applying that in his own business. And as well, he mentions the big reason why he wanted to start a business was his door-to-door experience doing sales with Vivint and Protection One and how that introduced him to that self-improvement and those books he talks about during the podcast that he was able to um, think outside of the box and kind of encouraged him to build his own business. And please welcome today's guest, Nata. Hey, this is Limelight episode number three. I am with Nata Lauti, my brother. What's up, brother? What up, dude? And so, just a little background about Nata. He's, uh, how old are you right now, dude? I'm 30 years old. 30 years old. Still looks like a 19. teenager. Yeah. Fit. Um, plays Major League Rugby for the Utah Warriors. And the first year in the Major League, he was number one try scorer, right? So then the yeah, that's what they said. Yeah, how many how many how many points down? Oh, um, scored nine tries. Nine tries. Yeah. Yeah. Season. How many games were there? Well, it was a little it was bit eight less. games. Eight games. That's good, dude. Average one. And and one game you got two. Yeah. Uh, Some games I had zero. I had to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> So and played for U- rugby for Utah in college, University of Utah, four years All American, all four years. Yeah. Um, and some older accomplishments: high school region champ wrestler. Yes. Uh, played rugby as well for Highland High School. Oh yeah, Highland rugby. Won a couple of national champions there. And I guess. What are some other things? Introduce yourself, da, uh, Nathan. Like, who is Nathan? Who am I? Yeah, who dude. am I? Who are you, dude? I am a husband to my beautiful wife, Erica. And I 
have a construction company with my brother, uh, with Kave, and we run that. So that's my my work. Yeah, also nah. play rugby. Yeah. yeah, dude. How do you manage the time? Because you're traveling almost every weekend for rugby, and you're doing bids and stuff. Yeah, for for Lauti Construction. What's what was your guys' revenue last year? Um, total revenue last year was uh, just a little bit over five hundred thousand, which was pretty exciting for us, just because yeah. we can see our company growing and then how long have you been in it um we're just about four years in right now this is the fourth year mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. so with construction being kind of a seasonal thing um like especially here in utah it slows down in winter a lot and playing rugby in the warm season too like how do you balance that out like switching off and on rugby morning evening so and construction during the day yeah so the cool thing is uh rugby we have every morning like you said every morning and evening and so that gives us a lot of time throughout the day to get some work done and so going into that i realized that i only have a certain amount of time to get some stuff done and now that the war the weather's getting warmer i've been getting a lot of more calls um, a lot more leads coming in for work, so I've been getting a lot more busy. So basically, just kind of utilizing my time and knowing that I only have so many hours in a day mm -hmm. um, to get some stuff done. And then when on the weekends, and I know I gotta travel, I don't want to bring work with me because I want to focus. Yeah. On the game, and so uh, I just try to use my time wisely, planning out very well with my appointments and everything, and also. The times that I have to sit down and do my bids just so I can be able to get everything done in a timely manner so yeah dude so would you I guess being busy do you believe in having a balanced lifestyle and believe like you know um you know so I or what's your definition? I've heard a lot about balanced life. Yeah. But I've been listening to a couple books lately. It's um, like you can live balanced or more like live unbalanced on purpose. Because uh -huh. a lot of people just try to do everything, but then their life becomes unbalanced because they, mm -hmm. they kind of forget certain things, right? Like you can't be fully balanced in everything. You just got to like pick your priorities what's most important yeah. and then you gotta knock those important things off yeah obviously sometimes you're you know you're not home as much as you should be but then if you communicate that with your spouse to let them know hey I'll be gone like all day and then I come yeah. home straight to rugby and I won't be home till you know a lot of nights 10 o'clock at night so it's like doing it on purpose don't just mistakenly you know go yeah. unbalanced but you have a purpose and you have goals. It's like, okay, I want to focus my energy and my effort on these things first, and then I'll do you know a little bit here and there. Because you're just kind of having that mind shift in between. <clears throat> like there's the multitasking and there's uh, was it the task 
uh, what is it called? For, like you basically every task you are, you focus on that. So when yeah. you're home, you're home. When you're working, you're working. Exactly. When you're at rugby, it's 100% rugby. Yep. And so that's basically what you're saying. That's how you balance it out. Yeah. yeah so it's like, not um, really time. It's like focus. Exactly. Make sure you're you're where you are where you're at. Not like, hey, I'm at home and then I'm trying to do work. Mm -hmm. You know, or if I'm at rugby and I'm thinking about, oh shoot, I should have done this at, at home today. Oh, yeah. Or I should have, oh shoot, I should have finished this bid today. I, they're waiting for me. Mm -hmm. And then I'm at rugby. There's nothing I can do about it. So you got to be efficient and be the best at what you do where you're at at that moment. Yeah. I think one of my biggest things is like, all right, I, I'm kind of that way too. But like a little pet peeve of mine is like getting ready for bed. It's like I'm tired, exhausted. And sometimes like my wife would be like, as like, hey, have you called those people that called you? Like as we're laying down to, for the night. And it's like, I can't do that right now. <laughs> it's like <laughs> 11 o'clock and it just like shifts your. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's like a little pet peeve, but it's like I can't do anything. Especially when you're like in Texas for a game, and it's like, oh man, I, I gotta go get this bid done. Yeah. And it's like, well, I can't be there, so put it off. And so like, how? I guess a lot of people have trouble doing that. Like, what what helps you like? Just shift a hundred percent. Be like, okay, you're say you're in Texas, then you get a call from a whole bunch of people. Has that happened? Yeah, all the time. I get text messages, calls, emails, and I uh, I get the, the the phone call, and I just I mean it's usually a weekend, so I mm -hmm. maybe I'd call them back depending on the time of day it is where I'm at and when the game is, um, or I'll just shoot them a quick text, hey, out of town, I'll be back on Monday, I'll give you a call then, you know, just so yeah. they know I'm responsive, cause. That's one of the main things is taking care of customers and making sure that we're available to them, especially in our business, mm -hmm. so that we're reliable and that they can trust us. All right. So I, I try to do my best to, you know, to balance that, but yeah. Depends, feel? depends. If it's game day, you know. Just call them back just later. Ignore it. Yeah. All right. Um, and so you've had some, so business, I think it's something we kind of always like talk about, like growing up, like it'd be cool, but it's like with you, like what was your mentality? Did you always want to be part of a business, start a business or like, has it always been something you wanted to do? You know, honestly, no, I never thought I would own my own business. Um, so like growing up as I always thought as, you know, we're taught go to school, get a good education, go work for somebody, work your way up, get paid a lot of money. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what my thought was. Um, went and served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and came home. And my focus was go to school, get a good education, graduate, find a good job somewhere, work my way up, get paid a lot of money. And then it was one of my friends worked for Vivint and mm -hmm. did um, home security. Was that Scott? Yeah. Coach Amiglio? Scott Coach Amiglio, my boy. 
He's the man, you know? dude. And, and that, him recruited me, went out with him on his team for a summer. And honestly, I hated it. Yeah. I hated the door knocking. You know what I mean? But the thing I loved about it was what I learned and the challenge. And it was, for me, is like more a mental challenge. Mm -hmm. Seeing that I can be able to overcome. And so every day I wake up, you know, I have my routine, go to the gym, come home, eat breakfast, study, go through my pitch, ask questions, and then yeah. we have a team meeting, we hit the doors. And then I was just like, all right, like these guys over here are doing this and they're killing it. Yeah. Like I got to be able to do this as well, you know? Mm -hmm. And I see like you kind of transfer that over, like that sales aspect you talked about. Kind of when you guys were starting off, you guys went door to door. And I was there in the beginning when it was like a rough, it was something else, basically. It wasn't really the Lauti construction. It was KDS builders. Mm -hmm. And I think, I guess, Gavi just had it. It was just kind of struggling. Well, he partnered up with somebody else and just didn't gonna work out. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then when you came in, brought in, because he didn't have that really sales experience but when you brought that it yeah. has like probably tripled every year almost yeah but the thing I didn't mention is I wasn't the greatest salesman mm -hmm. <laughs> like I said I just went out there got my butt kicked every day on the doors yeah. and then eventually I started making some sales you know and that felt really good but um, like me personally I was never one to to be the you know like outspoken I never speak I was very quiet yeah growing up and like literally would not speak I'd be with a bunch of my friends and I'd just sit there and you know smile and listen to everyone talk never would be the one to share my opinion or yeah or say anything and so like doing the summer sales mm -hmm. like really opened me up like pushed me to the limit like to go out there to talk to strangers and not only that, but to go in their home and get them to sign the five-year contract, yeah. you know, paying over $5,000 for a home security system. And I was like, dang, that's crazy. Like, knock on someone's door, create that relationship, have them trust you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, for me, where it started that I wanted to do my own business was, was that, the door-to-door. -door. Yeah. And before that, I never read books. Never. Yeah. And when we we're out there, I was introduced to like these books, motivational books, like sales books, um, life books, you know, improvement yeah. books. And that's what shifted my whole mindset. Mm -hmm. Like I would go maybe a whole week and not sell anything, you know, and then the last day I'd sell one and I'd make more money that one day than I would have in two weeks of working back home. Yeah. And I'm like, dude. You know, it's worth the sacrifice. Like, go out there, hustle, put the time in, per perfect your craft, and, you know, that one job you get can make the difference, you know? Yeah. Rather than being stuck at 9 to 5, and no matter what you do, what you learn, how much you improve, you're never going to make, you know, more than what you <laughs> they've promised then, you. Yeah, you're capped, basically. <clears throat> yeah, so... Like that—that's what motivated me to, to start our own business, and never thought it'd be like a concrete company, but gotta start somewhere. Yeah. And so growing up, I was just thinking, 
like I was shy I think we all went through the shy phase like me growing up we all had to learn English did you yeah I thought I knew English but yeah a couple friends told me that when they first met me they didn't understand anything I was saying yeah that's how I was too like even in high school like I became like good friends with these girls and like and they're like uh can you just because I hated texting I was like you can just communicate so much faster by calling them and so I'd call them and they're like can you just text me it's kind of hard to understand you over the phone <laughs> and I was like dang it I thought I knew English like really well yeah but like I don't know how was it for you learning going because you were older yeah I was about four and you were seven when we moved here yeah but <laughs> for me like I said I thought I knew English I don't know why yeah you know but I remember in growing up in elementary, they would come and take me out of class, the ESL, you know, yeah. English second language. And I thought it was cool because I was getting taken out of class. Yeah. I was like, peace out, suckers, you know, to all my other classmates. And that would take me a room one-on-one, -on -one, learn my ABCs and <laughs> one, two, threes. And so, like, I don't know why, but I always thought I knew English. It was kind of funny because I had a good friend. It was like second grade, and then I met him. Probably it was maybe seventh grade. I met him again after we moved mm -hmm. and We started talking and he's like, dude, your English is so good. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, bro, when you guys when we were going to school together, you know back in second grade No one understood what you were saying. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, dude, you're a fob I was like, oh, I always thought I knew English and when I was talking to people they understood me you know, but yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess I did. Uh, they probably just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Just so for me, I didn't even realize I had bad English, so it wasn't even bad for me to transition. But it was it was hard because um, it would take me a long time to learn math or learn English and how to put where my, my dots and, you know, periods and commas mm -hmm. and all those stuff. Yeah, you got your bachelor's in business management. Yeah. Graduated. Were you always like school, like doing good in school? Um, yeah, I think I maybe when we first moved here from from Tonga, I I don't think I did very well in school. Yeah, but I I think I was just a good student. Um, I did my homework and tried my best to learn. I wasn't the brightest, of course. Yeah, I get all right grades <laughs> but I, I noticed when I sit down and actually put my mind to something I would do really well like spelling was so hard for me and I work on it hours and hours filled pages and pages of writing the same word you know mm -hmm. I remember writing um, to get together you know and then for some reason I figured out I was like to get her oh it's like three words in one you know it's like oh I thought it was a I thought it was brilliant but a little genius moment right there mm -hmm. light bulb light bulb moment and so like growing up like sports was always a big thing um, yeah that's like always excelled in sports um, what kind of like right now is like you're always positive and like confidence is a big thing too. Yeah. Um, do you feel that way too? Like you're always positive and confident, or confident. 
Um, most of the time, yes. Uh, most of the time, yes. Positive and confident. But um, I've had a few <coughs> injuries in rugby. It's mm -hmm. kind of uh, brought my confidence down a little bit because I, I think about my injuries too much. And, like, oh man, and it's brought my confidence down, and I've noticed it has affected my game quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, yeah, throughout my athletic career, I've always been very confident in my abilities and my skills. And I think more than anything, being confident in what you do is, you know, makes a difference. It doesn't matter how good you yeah. are. If you're not confident, you you won't be able to perform. So... Yeah, that's like, I'm just thinking like when, on that mind game of it, when you're hurt and you kind of think of about that during the game too, and you're hurting, and like those who know Nata, he's like, he is not that big. How tall are you? Um, I like to say five eight. Oh, yeah. With shoes five, on, eight. maybe. Yeah, five eight. With <laughs> really thick boots. <laughs> no, bro. With a couple inches of mud under. It. <laughs> No, yeah. so five eight. How much? Like one, one eighty. Right now, one eighty five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but super fast, strong. Um, and like when speed is your is your strong suit, and you're looking to attack a gap, and there's no there's no second guessing it. You got to do it. Yeah. And if you second guess, like, oh, my shoulder hurts, because you did hurt your shoulder a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard it like, three times this season already, within five weeks, I think. Yeah. And so it's like, that's what I noticed, like, growing up, like, in sports, when you when you attack, and it's like, and you second-guess that, and somebody, like, is going to hit you, and then you slow up for that moment, that's when you get hurt, basically, even more, like, yeah. when you're not attacking full speed. Because you can still, you have the chance, if you're going full speed, like, Sometimes like there'll be bigger dudes and and if I hit it the line full speed and sometimes I'll break it like I'll be like oh dang it did that just happen you know <laughs> and like but if you second guess yourself you end up getting popped it's like yeah now your back's on the ground you probably hit your head on the ground too and there's kind of affects your gameplay yeah and I think what makes uh, good athletes good is their ability to to not think yeah because when you start thinking you're just analyzing too much and that's you know yeah seconds and when you when you don't have to think about what you do and you just do it that that's what gives you the advantage yeah you know what I mean and uh, yeah like you you work on your craft you gotta perfect it so you don't have to think about it doing little things it's just become second nature you just do it yeah and that's what accelerates your game and puts your head yeah a little funny thing too like me i'm a little bit chubbier guy uh what was it we went down to vegas uh last month for the vegas sevens yeah and it's like i hear right a after lot your knee with, injury yeah so i got surgery like a month before and so and i, I felt pretty good and so I remember it was a line out and I ended up breaking it was like a 60 meter try yeah but it's like people look at me and they're like like I'm pretty fast like 
looking at me, you, you would not expect me to be that fast. And so a lot of people misjudge that too. Deceiving. Yeah, <laughs> deceiving. <laughs> That'd be the best way to do it. Because you're fast. You turn, okay. on the, you turn on the jets, bro. Boom. But you don't look fast, but it's like, and that kind of like expect the un unexpected too, like as it's game time. Yeah. Um, has that happened with you? Where it's like, what are some experiences like growing the company where it's like just unexpected things come to, come to like come to play as you're going like full go? Um, like just uh, some changes with the company is, you know, one of the, for me, for us was, you know, just finding the right people and putting them in the right seats on the bus, yeah. you know, and as a company. And, man, you get somebody and you think, man, this guy's legit. Yeah. And then they go out there to work and they have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> and then it just kind of throws you in a loop. And then you got to go, okay, we got to replan this. And, you know, a lot of times we kind <clears> of, <throat> we wanted to, Split our business, me focus on getting jobs, finding bids, doing bids, customer service, you know, yeah. taking care of that stuff. And Gum is more running the crews, making sure jobs are done and it looks good. Yeah. And, you know, when we were able to find the, the right people, I, sometimes I got to put my work boots on and we're out there pouring concrete, you know, digging holes. Mm -hmm. That's fine. And that's what we had to do, you know, to, to keep going. Yeah. Um, sometimes thing doesn't go as planned. You just gotta make it happen. Um, other things is, you know, you think you have someone's money in the account, and then you don't, and then you got bills coming up. Yeah. Like collect, in two weeks, you got on your jobs. You know, some loans you gotta pay off, and truck payments, some equipments, and you just gotta figure out. Okay, I need X amount of money mm -hmm. in two weeks. Let's go get a job, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, like, thinking about it, too, like, you guys made over 500 grand last year, and most of it went back in the company, and how much do you even pay yourself? Uh, we we don't really pay ourselves, really. Just we we had enough sufficient to, to cover our needs, but uh, we didn't really pay, you know, any more than we needed. Yeah. Um. But Very recently, we just started paying ourselves, getting paychecks, you know what I mean? And this yeah, is no. the goal and what we've been working for. So hopefully, it just kind of goes up from there. Yeah. And so, how is it finding good people? You got to hunt for them. You got to go out there. You got to, you know, you see somebody you think is doing good work at a restaurant. You say, hey, <laughs> like, you're a good worker. Yeah, you know, here's my card. Or you see somebody on the side of the road pouring concrete, and that's what we do. And say, hey, you do concrete work, you know, you give them a card, talk to them, try to sell them. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah. It's, there's, there's people out there. You just got to find them. You got to look for them. Yeah. You know, with me, with the pest control, like finding salesmen, it's a high turnover market, basically. I, I think, like, I was looking back at contracts signed for last year for sales reps, 
they had like 12 people like committed uh-huh. then ended up with like about seven eight people that came out in summer we're just doing it locally and by like a month in only two people stuck stuck out the whole summer so you need 12 people I need to, to get like two people 40 people to get <laughs> you need to recruit 100 people, people. <laughs> and so it's hard to find good people um, but like they are they are out there basically you yeah. just gotta find I think, them in I think it's also just areas, like a, a mindset too like if we if we think it's hard to find good people then are we kind of shut our minds off to to seeing good people yeah you know what I mean so if it's like, oh man, I can't find like any good person, and you go out there, you see somebody, and who knows, maybe they're the good person, but in your mindset, you're like, oh, I can't find any good people, and then yeah. you just walk right past them, or you don't give them the time of day or a chance to come out and work. You don't even ask them to to work for you. Um, but yeah, I think we just have to open our mind to say, you know what, there's a lot of good people out there, and um, any person can be the right person. You just don't know. Mm-hmm. No. True, true. You just got to open your mouth and talk to them. That's right. Basically sells, you know. Everything sells. Everything sells. And so let's go to that aspect, too. Like, everything is sales. Like, yeah. What's your... People have different definitions on it. Like, I think... Was it some... Daniel Pink has a book, Everything is Sales. Mm-hmm. And it's basically explains like different ways of life and like how sales is relatable to that and I guess with you being in construction um, even I guess you, they had to sell you to play another year with uh, the Utah Warriors and like what are, what are those or like what's your what do you mean by when you said everything is sales now you gotta sell your everything that you do is you have to sell like if I want something in the house I have to sell my wife on it because if <laughs> he doesn't like it yeah we ain't having it you know what I mean um, I have to sell myself as an athlete like if I don't show off you know show my skills and show my abilities mm-hmm. they won't pick me yeah. like you know to play I won't play I won't have a contract I won't be where I am today so you, everything you do is sales when when you talk to me and hey do this interview for me for my podcast you know you, like you had to call me ask me it's you know sell it to time. me it's like yeah you know what's a good idea 8 a.m. dude I'll come to you exactly like close the littlest thing like you got to sell your baby boy <laughs> muck on hey you should stop yelling <laughs> you know so I can get some rest how are you gonna sell him on that shoot dude gotta put like there's <laughs> Like everything <laughs> in life is sales. Like, um, yeah, like you go out there, like my work. I go find somebody, create trust with them, give them a bid on their project. Mm-hmm. Like I gotta sell them on me. Yeah, you know, like they gotta trust me. They gotta trust me and give me their money so mm-hmm. I can do work for them. Like, and money is like emotional too, like to a lot of people. Yeah. And like how like money is important, yes. Like it's a huge tool. I swear the more money you can you can actually buy out of a lot of your problems, you know? Mhm. And 
when you become like when you come across a like a price sensitive customer like what do you say like oh that's not, when they're like oh that's not how much we're expecting to well <laughs> you know a lot of people don't have any idea they don't have a clue how expensive concrete is yeah and so I would do a lot of projects and be like whoa like I was not expecting this and I was like yeah that's concrete it's expensive mm -hmm. so make sure you invest your money in the right company yeah <laughs> and I say read some of our reviews look at some of our work you know it's down on Facebook or our website um, check it us check us out um, definitely an investment for you and you want to make sure your money's well spent then I'll make sure you get taken care of all right and I guess if you can tell the customers how do they find you how do they for you so you can go and go and do some estimates and mm. things at their yeah home. so if you listen to this and you need some concrete work done flat work uh, we do basement uh, walkouts uh, retaining walls patio steps stamp work um, we have a Facebook page that you can go on Lauti construction and you can find our contact there message us on Facebook we'll respond and we'll get you taken care of we also have a website lauteconstruction.com um, still in the works but you can log on there you can get our number on there as well or ask a neighbor near you they probably heard of us we probably did work in your neighborhood already and they'll refer you to us so <laughs> yeah so what's uh, so this um, next few years what's your goal this year like and where do you guys so kind of two questions where, where where do you guys what's your goal this year and like the end goal for a long-term goal for the construction um i think this year we want to focus on just our our concrete work we want to perfect our system our process and make sure that we're running everything correctly because we're we're still fairly new to it we're figuring it out mm -hmm. you know not the work we know how to do the work you know that's the easy part but it's more like the, the background thing yeah i've been breaking concrete with sledgehammers since since i was nine years old <laughs> moved here from the islands so um yeah but it's just like perfecting the the background stuff uh, getting the books right getting our numbers right making sure we know where the money's going, mm -hmm. and I think that's one of the the big things. Like the most important thing that we can do right now is making sure that we perfect that stuff. Uh, long term goal, uh, we want to planning on getting into building, you know, buildings, business structures, and and other stuff. But we big just, general contractor. Yeah, yeah, general contractor. Nice. So, so right now, how many? You guys had a couple employees last year. How about this year? Um, yeah, I think we had maybe eight, between eight and ten people last year. Mm -hmm. Um, some full time, some part time, but this year is just me, Gavin, Betty. So three, we three are, bros. we are revamping, you know. Reorganizing. Looking to hire two LLT constructions. So. That's right. <laughs> you like to work hard. You want good opportunity. Put your time where it's worth. You know, give me a call. Um, but yeah, just 
basically just S3. Yeah. And so say your goal is to 2x or double what you did last year. How many jobs do you think you need and how many people would you think you need? It depends on how big the jobs are, you know? Yeah. Um, but we want to get at least, because a lot of our jobs, residential jobs, little jobs, but we, we can, we want to be able to finish at least, you know, five to six jobs a week. So that's a, one a day, which mm -hmm. I feel like is very doable. You know? Yeah. Um, Especially when you get prep crews. We have our equipment, everything we need to be successful. So Governor does a really good job. It's good what he does. And so very confident that we can. We speak two I know. We and need two nothings. Ten of them. hundred. Yeah. And so I guess in closing here, I guess growing up, I just want to ask, like, um, what are some influencers in your life? It could even be recently, like, people that have influenced you. Oh man, I've just um, everybody. I I mean, I that's very broad, but I I like to to learn and observe from everyone around uh -huh. me because there's a lesson to learn from everybody. Yeah. Um, but I've had coaches made a big difference in my life growing up. Coaches just believing in me mm -hmm. when I didn't believe in myself. You know, I've had coaches come up to me and say, hey, you are the best, like, at your position. And then I've never thought that before, and all of a sudden I start playing like it. And then yeah. I eventually become that best in that position. Um, so, like, people instilling confidence in me, um, even in my in the church, the leaders growing up who mentor me and who watched over me, um, big difference, my mom teaching me to love God, put God first, and her showing her testimony and being firm in the faith, yeah. growing up by herself, trying to raise a hundred kids, you know. I um, imagine, that, so this is how we grew up, 13 kids, every Sunday, trying to get ready, one house, but with one full bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... She must have went through a lot, especially Sunday morning. Yeah. Like, all right, let's go to church. We got 9 a.m. church. And now it's like 13 kids. Like, the older ones can get ready, too. Like, sometimes they take forever yeah. showering. and. But, you know, like, rebellious kids, we don't want to get ready. Nobody want to go to church. Yeah. We're always late. But uh, the main one thing was, you know, that's only half the story. It's oh, yeah, that's throughout the week, waking us up for school, make sure we get the family together for family prayer. And the only time we could do it was at like 4.30 in the morning mm, before yeah. all the elder ones went to 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 work, you know? Yeah. And so she was spray bottle in our face, banging on our doors, <laughs> and we'd be half asleep walking downstairs yeah. So just so we can have family prayer because that's how important it was for mom to to teach us that we need to put God first and that's the one most important thing. Like, don't forget, you know, where we get our strength from, who's providing us with work and mm -hmm. all the good things we have in life, you know, just comes from God and we have to say thanks. 
Yeah. And I think she did a great job. Like, she was obviously, like, being a single mom, like, she wasn't able to provide all those roles. But she did guide us in ways to, like, here, go to church, be in young men's, participate, go to school, and, yeah, like, kind of helped us be committed, too, huh? Yep. And so, I guess, what's, like, a memory when you're young, a funny memory with mom? She caught me stealing. She caught you stealing? Yeah. She made me take the game back and pay for it. I I, I and, could have paid for it and kept it, but she made me give it back and pay for it. <laughs> and paid for it. It's like, come on, I'm honest now. It's like, yeah, but that was like, <laughs> yeah, I was a rebellious child. You know, we didn't have money, so I I figured out ways to get what I wanted. Uh huh. And she caught me stealing. She's like, and she made me go back to the store and return the game. And I remember she was so sad and disappointed in me, and she was, like, crying. And she made me promise her never to steal again. And I think that was the last time I stole. Pretty sure. How old were you? Um, I can't remember. Elementary? No. I was, like, junior high, probably. Okay. But I, I never stole again. Yeah. Just because I didn't want to let mom down, you know? Uh-huh. Because I felt so bad. I was like, frick. I'm a bad boy. <laughs> bad son. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, man. Yeah. And I guess in closing, say, like, somebody that wants to start a business and that wants to kind of develop their confidence to do it, like, what what's some advice you would give? Um, there's never a right, right time to do it. Time is now? Time is now. The best time to do it was, you know, three years ago, five years ago. Yeah. The second best time is now. Because I've, I've had a lot of friends and people who, who want to do something, mm-hmm. but they're scared to do it. They say they're not ready yet. They need more planning. But really, like we planned, we've done our share of planning and it, it does help, gives us a little guidance and path to go. But at the end of the day, you're gonna be changing it up anyways. Yeah. Because, man, the market right now, the workplace is, is different. It changes every second. Mm-hmm. Um, I like uh, Grant Cardone said, you know, like people say, oh, I'm a perfectionist, you know, I, I gotta plan this out, I gotta make sure everything will work. Yeah. He called, it's not perfectionist, those are called procrastinators. <laughs> As their excuse for not the, starting the today. The do nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. As their excuse for not starting today because they want to try to figure things out. But really, the best thing to do is just jump in and learn as you go because there's things you're going to learn that you won't learn in a book. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking about doing something, then just do it. Maybe you don't have to do it all at once, but start doing it right now, you know? Yeah. Good advice, dude. Just want to thank you for... Thanks, bro. Yeah, dude. Thanks for coming to the podcast today. Yeah, I'm excited for you doing this little podcast thing. I think it's uh, really good. Kind of get out of our box, you know. I know. Trying to reach out Out of our comfort zone. Those that can't physically reach out to, at least they can hear this. Yeah. Um, So reach out to Lauti Construction if you need any 
flat work construction work done uh construction.com and you can look them up on facebook too all right thanks bro thank you all right thank you guys for listening for today's podcast on limelight with nata as he talks about just dedicating time and focus time whether in his life it's athletics business and family and just giving it a hundred percent no matter um where you're at and just focusing on that task at hand even when it's family you're focused there and switching over to to business and with him being a professional athlete that time is crucial honest we we do have all all of us have 24 hours we just got to make the most of it and if you guys need any concrete work reach out to nata through lauticonstruction.com that's l a u t i construction.com and you can reach out on social media as well and thank you guys for listening thanks again and hope you guys tune in next time